Alright, you're listening to the Fat Bidden Film Club and I'm assuming that I am Zan Azli. And I'm Aizil. Okay, so this week, we're going to be talking about the state <laughs> of... What are you laughing? <laughs> Nothing. We're going to talk about the state of Malaysian independent cinema. <laughs> <laughs> so authoritative not my voice yes okay oh. so what is the current state of Malaysian cinema okay you see long time ago maybe 10 11 years ago okay a group of young kids not kids lah they were adults lah but young adults lah they invented Malaysian cinema <laughs> no lah this was a time ah, like 11 years ago say 2003 2004 uh. Uh, the emergence of the DV camera yes came about right it came about and then suddenly it semi-democratized 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 uh. so uh, suddenly like in Malaysia a lot of these like university students or those who just recently graduated right uh, suddenly thought that they could make films they know? thought lah they thought lah okay. so they started making like really stupid short films Okay, <laughs> and then showing it among themselves. This place w- w- called w- Wang Fest, ah. Wang Fest, lah. You know, at this place called Club Seni Film Malaysia. Uh. <laughs> uh, I was part of that group. Okay, together with like certain people, like you know James Lee, okay. Amir Muhammad, Tan Chumui, Liu Seng Tat. Okay. <sighs> yeah. The, the good old days. The good old days. You see, okay, okay, okay. Here's how this thing all came about, lah. Okay. A few weeks ago, last week, Tan Chui Mui, uh. right, approached me and said that she started this thing called A Very Bad Film School. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like a closed group you know, from Facebook. Okay. She's trying to revive, she's trying to, she, she invites people who are interested in film, yeah. you know, to come together and on every weekend, they appoint like certain facilitators to give challenges to these people who come. Okay. Filmmaking challenges. Okay. So she called me. Uh, to collaborate with this uh, other guy named Thomas Barker, who's a film lecturer, okay. to conduct this challenge on documentary filmmaking, like make a documentary in two days, okay. over the weekend kind of thing. La. So, <laughs> so I said, okay, Thomas Barker said, okay, so we're going to do this. We're going to come in Saturday morning, nine o'clock, we're going to brief the participants, give them rules, but don't really teach them about how to make a film, and then just set them loose. And then the next day on Sunday, come at three o'clock and see what they, they came up with. La. I think that's interesting. No, it's very interesting, but listen, the story's not okay. over yet. Okay. Because we arrive at 9 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, on Saturday, uh. ready for the participants to arrive. Uh. Uh, there was no one. <laughs> oh, yo. <laughs> so apparently, uh, it wasn't really promoted because everybody was a bit busy. So okay. Mui was there. Okay. And uh, her friend Buddy Anwadi, another indie filmmaker, was there. Uh. So they decided to just take the challenge. And we went on. With just the two of them. And the next day, they made these two short films, which was so damn interesting. And we all started reminiscing over the old days mm. when we were just doing this film thing for fun. Uh. 
But now everybody's like looking this as, as a job, as a career, and it's no longer fun. Yeah. That we've been really motivated and we want to kind of revive fun, the scene. Now we say we want to revive the indie filmmaking scene, right? Yeah. But it's actually trying to revive our <laughs> olden days. <laughs> Probably, you know, young people are, have been constantly making films. Ah. It's just that you all <laughs> don't know how to use the internet. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you see, see, see uh, I mean, Mui and all this, they've gone on to make films, you know, yeah. overseas. And you know, Mui went to China. Okay. Uh, you know, she had a career there. And then now she came back. Mm. You know, so... Wait, yeah. we actually never explained anything about... What <laughs> <laughs> set up like the, the, the... What we're talking about. We're actually, actually the best person to set this up, right? Yeah. Would actually be Mui herself. Wait, wait, wait before we... Oh, before we go to... Before we go to... To, to her, we, I think you wanted to explain that... Uh, oh, you, you were talking this? about this... This... Uh, thing called the Malaysian New Wave. Uh. Oh, yeah. Because... She, uh, okay, so, yeah... So, uh, you were ask me, ask me. Okay, you interview okay, me. So, so what is this Malaysian new wave thing? Like, sounds so wanky, you Well, uh, it wasn't a term that the Malaysian filmmakers themselves came up with. It is that when when they were all making short films, then mm. these short films suddenly like like got attention from international film festivals. Mm. So they started inviting the, the films, the filmmakers to their festivals, like in Europe, mainly in Europe lah, and Korea, Japan, and all that lah, mm. right? And uh, got some attention. Uh, some some of the Malaysian filmmakers started getting like grants and funding to make bigger films. Okay. Uh, and they went on to make feature films that started winning awards, getting more attention overseas. Yeah. Uh, some of our filmmakers like uh, like Wu Ming Jin, um, Chris Chong started even got into Cannes, okay. which is like like top tier film festival and all that lah. Okay. You know so. Then they started labeling it as the this this new wave independent cinema la, in Malaysia. Uh, you know? that, that was when like it, there was some prominence. I mean like like, like yeah. there was a lot All of this happened between activity. activity. This was like maybe between 2004, 2010. Yeah. You know? Okay. Hmm. Okay. Okay, now let's listen what uh... Okay, now we listen to what Mui says. Okay. Um Sometime I also ask myself, um, was there really like a Malaysian new wave 10 years ago? Um, did it happen or and did it die? But I must say, um, although it's some um, of the um, international film festival called uh, what happened between 2005 to 2010, like a Malaysian new wave, I, I, I don't even think we actually form a wave. Um, it, it just fall flat before <laughs> it, it was a proper wave. And now to think back, um, I think we missed many things. Um, maybe the time was right, but the support was not there. Or maybe that wasn't um, the right way of doing certain things. Or Yeah, I don't see we, we, we actually missed something back then and, and, and we missed the chance to really be the new wave or to really do something big. But I wouldn't say it died because um, there were a, a lot more other films coming out after that, um, which is not like what we would say independent cinema, or, but there have actually been some or more and more films made every year and we do, you do see something fresh and all that. Um, but uh, we have less films 
travel internationally. Um, of course, um, we also ask, um, like when we see like a Singaporean film, Ilo Ilo, that actually travel along in the film festival and winning awards everywhere um, two years back. And we we sort of asking like, what happened to the young filmmakers from Malaysia? Why, why don't we see that anymore? And what is missing? And um, do they lack the support we used to have? Um, I must say no. In fact, when we started, we don't have any support except we were a very close group. Um, we meet regularly. We um, screen our short films together. We take turns to make each other's films. And also, we help each other a lot. We have like a collective group um, that keep making films. Um, we don't have much thing to complain or talk about because we didn't have failure we are before us. Of course, now we complain a lot more. Uh, we, we, we did a lot of things wrong or, or um, we missed the opportunities that we could have had. And now uh, when we come back and, 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 and think about or look at the young filmmaking scene and um, when we see there are maybe less feature film being made from the young filmmakers and we start asking what are they doing and why are they not making more films and then um, in, in fact the te technology now is so much more better with um, even the, the phone quality is so much better than the mini DV we used to make our feature film the camera is so good the, the editing software in fact, your laptop is the whole post-production suit. And then we are asking why they are not making film. But first of all, I also asking myself why I'm not making more films. But I actually stopped making film for quite some time. And and I really think um, there are many reasons. Uh, one of it is uh, we talk too much. <laughs> um, or we, criti we criticize or we complain. And, and I think... Talking too much stopped me from making film, and that's why I start to do a lot more other workshop uh, to 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 really do something. Um, that includes uh, we started this thing called Very Bad Film School where Zan also teaching sometime, and also we want to do something more uh, big scale, and which now we have an uh, international workshop which is called Next New Wave. It is for young Malaysian filmmakers under 25. And we have the mentors from all over Southeast Asia. And they, they will be trained under like producer mentor, uh, director mentor, cinematographer mentor, and editing mentor, and sound mentor. Um, and, and I believe um, it is only eight days, but I believe um, a young filmmakers that can have an opportunity to go through these eight days and in the end of the day, they will make a short film. They will really learn the tricks of making film, um, especially by learning from all these masters. Yeah. So uh, do get the chance to join this Next New Wave workshop. Um, the deadline is 7 May. And the form is just online. You can go to our Facebook page. Just look for Next New Wave on the Facebook and sign up. Okay, bye. Okay, she explains it quite well. She should have her own podcast. That's why. And not us, <laughs> right? So, Mui, you should start your own podcast, okay? <laughs>
Yeah, I feel it was very uh, thorough. Thorough lah, thorough, very thorough. Uh, and you know, she explains how it's true. It's true that you don't really see any uh, you know big public screenings anymore these days. Yeah. Among the new filmmakers, there are, and also. But it's very small and sporadic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think what I see more these days, like okay, like you were talking about the DV. The 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 DV revolution. DV revolution. Yeah. Then now, like everything become <clears throat> even more democratized. Uh, the yeah. the uh, the technology to make movies. Mm. That the focus somehow shifted to like the technical things. Like you see a lot of short films now. Uh, like damn tune the the cinematography or like the yeah, yeah, yeah. the the color grading damn tune <laughs> and that. But then the story is like. But then the story is like is that it, it sucks right. Uh, now it, that has always been the problem, like even with our animation industry also, yeah. we are such good factories yeah. where people come and outsource the animation work to yeah. Malaysia and to Malaysians, but when we don't get the opportunity to create the story. Yeah. Uh, if you want to talk about animation stuff, you animation right? That one. Didn't you like intern big, big, in like different big, some big animation Malaysian animation company? No, but animation stuff. That one I think <laughs> is a bigger. Di- uh, it's a different whole different ball game, ah. Different ah, different. Ooh. Can of worms uh. But one thing that okay. I find uh, I think is similar Is the the Like ignoring Like like everybody falls back To certain uh, Tropes uh, That like Come like, like, like very standard Storytelling mm. So like everybody focuses on The technical bits yeah. But they can always fall back On this uh, 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 Conventional Story arc mm-hmm. Like I think for Malaysian movies, Malaysian, Malaysian uh, short films or whatever, um, a lot of the focus is on like, uh, maybe like different race getting along or like, like, like so, uh, there's a twist at the end. Oh, it turns out this person is the one that uh, broke this person's heart or something or somebody's been dead all the while. <laughs> like, like, those are, uh, like, they take very standard uh, uh, twists and this is this the story is arcs, but then they focus very uh, uh, focus a lot on the technical side, color grading. <laughs> no, okay, <laughs> I think it's a it's a maturity thing, you know. We just haven't reached that level of maturity. I teach film, right? Mm. Uh, in college, colleges and all that. Yeah. And sometimes, well, most of the time, the the students will have to create a short film, lah, to produce mm. a short film, and the storyline is always the same, lah. Like like what you said, lah. Yeah. And then university students, it's always about heartbreak. Mm. Girlfriend, dumb boyfriend, boyfriend, dumb girlfriend Want to kill themselves because parents don't understand them (laughs) So it's a maturity thing lah Yeah, but Yeah, but also could be a How to say ah What's what's that saying? Desperation is the father of invention Who? Is it is it that the same? I think so lah. Something to do with. It's not in your notebook lah. <laughs> no, it's something something like you don't have something then like you have to be creative lah. Yeah right? yeah of course of course. Because uh one thing that was very apparent during the 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 Malaysian new wave time ah <laughs> is that nobody got any money ah. Nobody got any money. Nobody got any budget to make anything lah. Yeah yeah yeah. So everybody is just like 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 forced to to create something. All of the ordinary just to get uh, attention lah. Yeah lah. Because like, ah yeah lah, like, like, can you afford lighting? Hmm. Uh, you, you, like, you can't shoot proper night scene. You, <laughs> you shoot night scene also, it'll be damn weird. Yeah. So you have to make that work for you. Yeah lah, yeah lah. So that's more interesting lah. 
look, I don't believe that things have actually died down or anything lah. Yeah. I think it has always been going on. Small scale maybe. Sporadic maybe. Or maybe it's just been... Uh, so the mainstream mainstream industry is different lah. Yeah. They've been making more and more movies but quality has been dropping. Right? That's a different story. <laughs> right? Has mainstream movies, mainstream local movies been dropping in quality? Uh, yes. Uh, that's, that's, that's the big understanding because it's like this. The number of films being produced every year has increased. Mm. But the box office collection is re- decreasing. Okay. So, if you want, you can just deduce that it's because it's lousy films and nobody want to watch anymore. Mm. You know? Because there's too many films coming out, uh, being churned out at a fast pace. Uh, yeah. So, quality suffers. Uh. But that's mainstream. Uh. You know? Uh, we're talking about this independent and alternative film scene. Mm. Uh, I don't think it really has died. Maybe the maybe the platform yeah. has changed. Uh, you know the internet has been this big, yeah. Again, democratizing, revolutionary, <laughs> paradigm shift. Paradigm shift. No, okay, but see, okay, so like if you want to talk about like moving on to the internet on YouTube, like that, right? Ah, uh. like everybody keeps talking about like going global. Ah, uh. isn't that more mainstream? So if 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 the 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 indie scene moved to right. a YouTube space, uh, you on a uh, to YouTube, where like it's supposed to be for everyone. Um, that is more. Uh, okay, okay. I understand what you're saying, yeah. but I I disagree because you see this indie alternative scene. It's a mm. niche audience, right? Mm. If you concentrate on say a society like Malaysia, mm. it's difficult to get a significant amount of niche audience. Mm. But if you have the internet, you go global, you okay. get a larger and more significant niche audience. Uh. Okay. It doesn't have to be mainstream. It can be mainstream. You get a large, even larger audience yeah. worldwide. Yeah. You know, but there's just more people. Uh. More people. Yeah. yeah. So, so, we spoke to James Lee, mm-hmm. who is also known as like the grandfather of independent cinema in Malaysia. Okay. Because he's just so old. Is he the... You're old, James. <laughs> old Chinaman so no he 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 has is he, made... is he the Mahade of uh, <laughs> Mahade of Malaysian New Wave no I remember <laughs> I remember we had this uh, round table panel discussion la, yeah. between local filmmakers and like some Korean film academy people you know so James stood up and said uh, it's sad you know when all these people in Europe and other countries in Asia talk about Malaysian cinema uh, 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 independent cinema they always refer to one person, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he has kind of like, in the past few years, recent few years, like two years maybe, mm. or three years, he has made the move online. Okay. You know, he has stopped screening his films conventionally on big screen and all that, yeah. and everything is on YouTube now. And he believes that's the way to go. So, yeah. this is him talking about it. Well, I personally think the indie scene now in uh, Malaysia is kind of vibrant in terms of uh, the numbers of people actually making short films and feature films all on their own. I mean, no thanks to the affordable of the technology and um, internet. Uh, it's just a matter of time before uh, what will happen to this uh, bunch of filmmakers, you know, uh, what can it contribute and how can it change uh, the industry? Uh, that's the main question I think uh, uh, I'm looking into it. And I think because uh, the numbers of uh, local short films, competitions, you know, festivals and awards uh, has also, in a way, encouraged a lot more people to actually participate uh, in making films, uh, making short films. 
and with the rise of uh, YouTube, that too also uh, allows a lot more people to actually make uh, short films and videos in terms of um, maybe the format is a bit different, you know, uh, online they call it YouTube videos. So there's a, 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 a difference between these two uh, forms. But I think eventually um, the YouTube videos, uh, most of them are, are a form of filmmaking on its own, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a very different format, very hybrid, you know, it could be like vlog or documentaries. But I think um, all this kind of like build up. And I think uh, if you look at online, even in Malaysia now, you, you get to see more uh, professional works, amateur works, student works, uh, hobbyist films, uh, all made and kind of like distribute online. Now, the only reason I uh, went online is because of the fact I'm trying to look for an audience, you know. I think, um, uh, especially my work, you know, these are small films, you know, uh, subject that I've dealt with, it's hard to kind of like uh, be distributed in the traditional mainstream uh, market or using the traditional um, distribution method, which is TV, uh, satellite TV and cinemas. And I think whenever we deal with a work that needs to be at the end of the day, be uh, distributed in any of this uh, traditional medium, we have to kind of like follow a lot of restriction in terms of storytelling, uh, the format, the structure, and uh, censorship. And I think in a way, all these things kill a lot of creativity, you know, uh, kill a lot of sto good stories that uh, needs to be told, uh, kind of like uh, suppress a lot of uh, talented filmmakers, uh, not to say that I'm one of them, but I think now the reason when I move online now, I have a greater freedom of um, uh, working with whichever actors I want. You know, it's no longer like somebody had to say, oh, you can't work with the actors because he's not famous or you're going to work with his actors because he's, uh, we have signed him on and he got this brand behind him. And I think the whole thing about uh, how the business is run here kind of kill a lot of good people and talented people in the industry. Now, working online, so I, I don't have to deal a lot with uh, censorship, you know. In a way, I'm kind of like self-censored uh, myself to make sure that things doesn't go overboard to a certain extent because uh, I'm still kind of built a... Uh, uh, I mean, in a way, I'm trying, still trying to build an audience to watch uh, different stuff, you know, to educate them to stay, say, uh, like independent films, you got uh, short films, you know, you got uh, horror, you got comedy, you got romance, you got experimental, you got art house. I think this is very important now. I think that's the sort of one of the major reasons why I work online because uh, I get to kind of like uh, engage the audience uh, almost directly, you know. Well, last time it's very hard. You know, TV decide what to show and what the people will watch. But now, with online, uh, you can make stuff that we used to thought, oh, nobody would watch it because uh, it, it, it's too arty. But I think that's not the case now. You know, I think that's the, the world is so big, you will eventually find your audience, no matter how niche it is. I think uh, both the online uh, filmmaking uh, scene uh, and the traditional uh, film TV is is actually what vibrant except there's a, a bit of different. I think online is much more interesting because you see people who really uh, doing things that they believe in. Whilst in in the industry, you see a lot of things that's being dictated by the market, and hence you got a lot of films that have a similar theme, similar subject, similar genre, and a lot of them is doing not very well, and they tend to copy each other. Uh, nothing original has come out. Whereas if you look at the online community or independent films or or YouTube videos, you found a lot more stuff that is actually much more better in terms of quality, better in terms of storytelling, you know, better in terms of relating it to audience. I mean, that's the whole reason why 
uh, if you look at most of the YouTube videos and their short films, they got a large amount of audience actually watching them. You know, we're talking about hundred thousand and over uh, uh, eyeballs. You know, that's mean uh, people want to watch this stuff. You know, I mean, these type of people. I mean, where are they when uh, there's a local films going on in the cinema? Would they pay? Not why not? Don't they pay this, uh, ten or thirteen or sixteen ringgit to buy a ticket to watch a local content? I think that's the problem now, because uh, in Online, I think, like what I've mentioned in uh, point two, there's less censorship. Uh, it is it's definitely much more uh, space for creative freedom. You know, uh, there's less restriction, and people get to make stories that's not only interesting uh, and original, but it's actually relatable to the people watching it. You know, if it's supposed to be comedy, people actually laugh at it because uh, it's funny. You know, if it's horror, people actually uh, 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 horrified because it's supposed to be horror. And I think, in a way, yeah, the the online film industry uh, film scene is uh, as vibrant as the industry except it gets much, it got much more interesting stuff compared to uh, the traditional film industry and TV industry uh, right now at this point do you think that's the way it's gonna go <laughs> I, I don't know you know what? I I <laughs> I actually I actually don't enjoy a lot of what comes out on YouTube from the local mm. film makers lah. Uh, uh, because like... But you want to differentiate between filmmakers and those YouTube but is there video diff- bloggers lah. There's la? no difference lah. I think it'd be ridiculous to, to, to say that there needs to be a differentiation because okay. same medium. Same medium? Yeah. Different format lah. Um... No, it's a lot like, say like, uh, they replicate a lot of what has worked. Ah, right, right, right. Rather than try to make something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that but, sense, it's like mainstream sellout also lah. Uh, that's, that's mainstream YouTube ah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's mainstream YouTube and then... But have you seen is, any of the films that are on James, Lee, James Lee's uh, Dog House production channel? I've, Dog I've House watched or? one. I can huh. say it's better than most lah. But I can see the shift in tone when, right. he, when he moved online compared to... Before lah. Before lah, yeah. Yeah, before he would have like a 10-minute scene of somebody just eating Maggie Mee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now it's a bit faster lah. Yeah, now it's a bit faster <laughs> lah. Yeah. So do you think all this is going to help? I don't know. No, but I... It's hard to say. I don't want to talk, talk about like the Malaysian mm. uh, filmmaking scene as though like uh, it's dead or something like that. It's not... It's far from dead. Dead lah. It's just, it's just that the things that we are more interested in uh, Not there. are less. Because ah. uh, you made one short film and it was screened during those days also, right? This one. Uh. Yeah, one, right? And then somebody said the stupidest thing they ever watched. Uh. Really? Uh? Eh, no, I can't remember. It's like, like online, somebody was saying like, oh, this was a waste of my time. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, la, but Ami you, Muhammad... You, point, who, you pointed it out to me. But Ami Mama who curated it said it was a good film. He told me, eh, hey, I think it's way better than anything that you've ever done. lah. <laughs> we know and he said oh, I think we know who's the more talented Azli lah he was just trying to make fun of me ah. oh, it's not really not, not real opinion lah. <laughs> but yeah I'm really interested in, in the other day I went to check out Filmmakers Anonymous ah who was organising it at that time the uh, one that you went to uh, the, I don't know who they, they is supposed to be but uh, uh, one of my friends Javad was uh, 
the one handling it lah on that mm. day. He was sitting in front there, so I'm just assuming he, he handled it handled lah. La. He was the one changing Curated it lah. La. Yeah, he was the one doing all the talking and stuff. Uh, but is that lah? Okay, like uh, there's for people laugh at things that are not funny. <laughs> because like 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 I for me I watched it and I was like okay there's more there's more uh uh maybe effort in making something look nice, but like 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 yeah like the 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 humor or like the the jokes and all are not not particularly strong, hmm. but because all also have been like 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 pre blend ah. That Blend sma- ah. smallest bit of humor would be like, Wah! Ah, or it's, it could, it's boring already lah now. I don't know whether last time was very interesting or so lah. Because <laughs> like I had a friend who followed me go watch one of those uh, short film screenings and ah, he got really upset. So what the hell you waste my time here? Like like uh, like <laughs> he, he 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 wasn't willing to 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 just sit down and just experience what people are trying to do lah. Yeah, it's not for everyone, I guess. Hmm. It, used, it used to be at that time when it was at the height, right? Mm. We could see like, it was just something, sometimes it, we could see people coming in because they thought that this is the cool thing to be mm. into, you know? Mm. But actually it wasn't. <laughs> it was half, half the time, I'm, from what I watched, la, uh. what, what I gathered was just people just just fooling around with whatever they had. La. But that, just, was, that was the beauty of it. La. Mm. <laughs> beauty, yeah. <laughs> It was fun lah. You tell that to my friend lah. <laughs> Who have no interest in... <laughs> you know. But I think he liked, he liked Furious 7 lah. Oh. Which we're supposed to talk about, right? Supposed to talk about Furious 7. How do you go watch Furious 7 lah? <laughs> Is it still in the cinema? Yes lah. So I should watch it lah. Yeah. And then we talk about it lah. It was so We talk good. about it on like the last day it's going to be in the cinema. It was so good. Okay, let's not talk about this okay. now. We talk about it in soon okay. once I've watched it. Okay. So, this episode has been brought to you by old people reminiscing about <laughs> their good old days. No, about very bad... It's, it was brought to you by very bad film school. Okay, this, this episode has been brought to you by a very bad film school and the next new wave. So, check it out on Facebook. Mm. Oh, wow. See, Mui? Ah, I promise you I promote, right? Yeah. So, now all two listeners would know about this. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you've been listening to the Fat Bidden Film Club. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, Fat Bidden, Twitter, Facebook, Fat Bidden, <laughs> yeah. FatBidden.com. Uh, you, you type in any website and then you put slash Fat Bidden. You get us. <laughs> you get us. <laughs> <laughs> SoundCloud, YouTube, Facebook. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.